I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If typical wedding magazines make you roll your eyes, you are in the right place. Okay, so today's episode is going to be a little bit less structured. I don't have a ton of notes. I don't have a you know handy little list of five top five things or how to do this. More of just a story and relating and just wanting to put this out there to all other couples who are trying to plan a wedding in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic that it sucks. <laughs> Planning a wedding during a pandemic sucks. Um, it does. It really just sucks. And it is okay to feel bad about it and feel stressed and not be having a fun time. Please know that you are not alone. One of the reasons I really wanted to do this podcast during my actual wedding planning and not afterwards, you know, when I have that perfect 2020 hindsight, you'd be like, oh, that was, you know, no problem. I shouldn't have worried about that. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to do it, you know, just as a regular person planning a wedding and not as a vendor who, you know, is not actually planning their own wedding and who has a business and, you know, maybe is trying to sell or promote or something. But one of the reasons I wanted to do that was just for, for moments like this when I can really relate to other people out there actually in the trenches of planning a wedding in 2020 um, and all of the <laughs> clusters and challenges that you need to get through. So that's pretty much what today's episode is all about. And I will say off the bat that, of course, weddings are extra and are not essential. And this is, you know, obviously weddings are not as important as people's lives. And we all I mean, hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you 100% agree that people being safe and healthy and not getting sick and not dying is way more important than any kind of wedding you could plan because weddings really are extra, right? Like, if the whole point of the wedding is to just get married, you can go down to the courthouse or go get, you know, a judge or a commissioner or whatever they're called in your area to marry you. You can do that in jeans and a t-shirt. You can do that with just your partner, maybe like two people off the street to sign the license if you need witnesses, and then you're married. The whole wedding part of it is extra. 
But at the same time, you know, it sucks because <laughs> weddings are one of those things that people look forward to and they enjoy, you know, like parties and celebrations. And it is okay to be having a hard time with it and to be feeling sad or stressed or angry because your dreams are crushed. Uh, it is not okay to still have giant unsafe weddings that are against the you know rules or regulations in your area. So this is certainly not a podcast excusing that or endorsing that. I don't believe anyone should be having big weddings right now. It's really not safe. Um, I mean, unless you're really on an island with just you and your hundred people, not trying to make a Kim Kardashian joke here. Um, but in most places in the world, it is extremely unsafe to be having a large wedding right now. So this is definitely not endorsing that. This is just for everyone who is you know, really in the thick of it, trying to plan, possibly postponing or canceling or postponing for the, you know, second, third, fourth time, changing plans. And it's just sort of wondering, you know, when does this get fun? <laughs> when is this going to get better? When is it going to be exciting? When am I actually going to want to plan this wedding? Um, because it sucks. It it sucks dealing with the unknown. I am the kind of person who I really enjoy having my expectations set. I want to know what I'm getting into. And I have such a hard time planning when I don't know what's happening. And that is literally what planning in a pandemic is all about. You have no idea what's coming, especially if your wedding is, you know, months or even years away. You can hope for certain things, but you really don't know. And it kind of sucks being in that limbo. I was talking to a girlfriend the other day, you know, when the pandemic, you know, first started and we had the lockdowns and stuff. And it was to the point where like people weren't even leaving their house. And I know couples were getting married, you know, over Zoom, like the officiant was actually marrying them over Zoom. And it was just the two of them in their house. And then there was kind of that period a few months later where like, okay, you could have weddings, um, you know, up to a certain size and then, okay, up to this other bigger size. And then it crashed back down. Okay, we're back, you know, back to just 10 people or five people or whatever it is. And it's so interesting, depending on, you know, when you postponed to or when you had your wedding planned, maybe you were able to go ahead with it. Um, and if you had waited a week, you would not have been able to. Or if you had waited a week, maybe you could have added 50 people. Like it's, there's really just no saying what's coming next. And it is so hard to be in that situation. I know I'm somebody who really, really struggles with um, living in the unknown and not knowing how to plan. And for me, I think, you know, luckily that's been the hardest part of this whole pandemic for me. I, I luckily haven't had any health issues or, um, you know, health issues affect my family or friends. So the hardest part really has just been this unknown and not knowing what's coming and how to plan for that. It also sucks, you know, having to think about that health and safety of your guests on top of all the regular stress of wedding planning. And this isn't to say you shouldn't and you should just totally, you know, wing it and avoid that. You absolutely should. It just sucks that you have to, right? In um, pre-pandemic days, thinking about masks and gloves and hand sanitizer and hand washing stations and contact and spacing was just not part of wedding planning. And it was already very stressful. People would already compare wedding planning to having, you know, a second full-time job that no one paying you for and they stay up late and they're crying and they're spending all their money and getting into all of these arguments with friends and family and their spouse to be and it's just this hectic hectic time and then you add on top of that oh you also need to be responsible for the health and safety of all of your guests and you know not putting them at risk of catching this fatal uh, illness so that's an extra level of sucks <laughs> um and it sucks to be 
you know, engaged or planning your wedding for either way longer than you wanted or way shorter than you wanted. I know there's some couples who have decided like, hey, we kind of just want to wait for this whole thing to be over because we don't want to give up our dream of 200 guests in a dance floor or our parents coming in from the other side of the world where they live. So they've decided, okay, we're going to postpone. Like we're not even going to try to get married until 2022. And we just hope the world is back to normal by then. And maybe when they first got engaged, they thought, oh, you know, maybe we'll be engaged for six months to a year. And now it's like two, three years. Like there's people who are going to be engaged for a very long time. And then on the other hand, there's people who are kind of saying, hey, you know what? Like we're not going to postpone because that's just not something we're comfortable doing. We need to get married for, you know, whatever reason. So we're going to get married next month and it's going to be super small. And we've only been engaged for, you know, a couple months now. And that wasn't the plan. We originally were going to have a full year or two full years to plan this dream wedding, but we just don't want to wait and we need to get married now. So now we're going to rush and get everything planned and we're going to have to cut some corners and, you know, leave some of our dreams behind. And that also really sucks. So whether you have had to elongate your timeline and now you have all this extra time of waiting and stressing and you know because sometimes actually having more time to plan is not great if you're one of those people who you know you didn't do the assignment until the night before having three weeks or three years really did not help (laughs) so I, I am one of those people so I totally hear you on that but then it also sucks if you do have to do Uh, your wedding way sooner than you thought and you had wanted to have that time to plan maybe you wanted to have you know parties like a bachelor bachelorette or a wedding shower or whatever it is a craft night with all your besties you wanted to go look at outfits together you wanted to put together favors from hand I don't know whatever it is and now you're having to sort of condense all of that and skip a bunch of things and have that wedding that you actually were not dreaming about but you just had to have it. That also really, really sucks. So whatever your situation is, I feel you. I am here for you. I am going through the same things. And please don't let anyone tell you that, you know, oh, it's no big deal. It's just a wedding. Yeah, you know what? It's just a wedding, but it's still it's still a wedding. It's still a really big deal. It's a big, expensive day. And, you know, in our current culture, um, weddings are a huge deal and they're big, big moments. Some people call them the best day of your life. I don't necessarily agree with that. But it is a big day, you know, all your loved ones, people taking photos, tens of thousands of dollars. So it is a huge deal if you don't get to have that dream day and the pandemic is affecting your plans. It sucks. So the reason for this episode is a recent uh, development in my wedding planning that sort of inspired this episode. So originally, my partner and I had plans to do a surprise wedding. We thought it would be really cool to surprise all our guests, you know, see that look on their face and um, be able to maybe avoid all of the (laughs) months and uh, opinions that we would get, you know, people telling us their thoughts of um, you know, what we should be doing at our wedding. We thought a surprise wedding would be a great way to avoid all of that. And I think I talk about this a little bit in one of my earlier episodes where I share what our wedding story was going to be. Um, but as COVID sort of progressed, we kind of realized that a surprise wedding probably wasn't the best idea. We just want to be able to be super upfront with people and give them all the information that they need, especially if, you know, COVID is still a problem, letting them know all the different safety precautions and the health rules and hygiene stations and all that good stuff. And we don't want them to be, um, 
surprised by anything and not be prepared. So we kind of scrapped that idea. We were also originally planning to get married next spring on our anniversary, and we were going to be doing it at a family member's house. So we were kind of all set for that. We had always wanted a really small wedding, sort of like 10, 20 people. So we kind of figured that, you know, of course we want to be COVID safe, but um, because we're not having that big 200 person wedding with the dance floor, we'd probably be okay to go ahead in the spring, even if, you know, vaccines aren't totally rolled out or anything like that. Uh, we then find out a couple weeks ago that this family member's house might not be available for us in the spring, um, which kind of threw all of our plans for a bit of a loop uh, because we had sort of counted on that space being, you know, this perfect venue that is probably free and in a great location and, you know, the perfect space to be able to hold our small group. And if we weren't going to be able to have that, we don't really have another family member's house that we would want to hold the wedding at. So then we'd have to start looking at actual, you know, paid venues or restaurants or spaces that we'd have to pay some money for. And would kind of change the vibe of the wedding. You know, we might not be able to bring in our own food and drink. We might not be able to just do that. Hey, let's all just like sit back on the couch and relax and hang out after dinner um, I assume a lot of restaurants would sort of hurry you out of there. So it really sort of um, deflated me. It totally deflated me to hear that that venue might not be available for us. I was sort of crushed and was sort of like, okay, well, what's the point? Like, like now our wedding is totally different. Uh, so that was a big low for me. And then coming back up, somebody suggested that we could do it at that venue at the family member's house if we did it next month. So, you know, less than a month to plan the whole wedding. And I was terrified um, but also really excited. I was like, oh yeah, we could do that. That could be fun. You know, we could have people um, fly in really quickly and just, you know, arrange things. And such, since it's such a small group and it was going to be a pretty, you know, casual wedding, there's not a ton that we had to do ahead of time anyways. Um, so I was kind of excited for that and I was talking about it with my partner and he was a little bit more hesitant. You know, he's not as on board with getting married right away. So you're we sort of waffling on that. And I was, you know, kind of hurt, kind of deflated that you know, he wasn't into it. Of course, it had nothing to do with me or his desire to marry me. He very much wants to marry me, which is good. We're on the same page there. Just didn't want to do it in a rush, you know, didn't want us to, to look back and regret anything. And it's a good thing we didn't go ahead with that plan because the next morning we wake up and in our area, they have changed the restrictions. We used to be able to have gatherings of up to 50 and now it is your household plus six. So even though we had a very small guest list, you know, only sort of 10, 20 people, we did want to have more than six. So all of a sudden, even that option of getting married the next month was no longer possible for us. So now we're sort of back to this limbo stage of, okay, you know, do we wait till the spring so we can get married on our anniversary, but the venue is TBD, and even, even the gathering restriction is TBD. We don't know if the gathering uh, limits will be raised by then or lowered, who knows. There's also the potential that a vaccine is sort of you know, being rolled out during that time. So is it silly to get married if we're sort of mid-vaccine rollout? You know, half of our guests are immune, the other half are not, so we still have to wear masks. Uh, nobody knows, right? Nobody knows what next spring is going to look like. So then we're starting to think, okay, should we wait until the summer? Is that a better time? Um, will the venue be available then? Will we be all vaccinated? Do we need to look for a new venue? What about the fall? You know, the summer's kind of hot. I didn't, I've never really envisioned myself getting married in the heat of the summer, so I don't love that idea. Then we wait for the fall, you know, that's a year from now. So it was just sort of piling up. There's a lot of things um, for me just to feel really down about. And I kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, if we're not trying to rush to get married next month, and even if we did, we'd have to do it, you know, just a couple guests, literally a handful of people. 
um, which I don't know. Am I into that? I don't know. Do I want to just elope? Maybe if you're thinking about that, head back to my previous episode called Should You Just Elope? to <laughs> See how you feel about it. Um, but I was just getting really unmotivated. And that's kind of where I'm at right now, which I know is a weird place to be recording an episode from. Maybe I'm not as cheery as in some of my past episodes, but it's just, it's the truth. That's where I'm at right now. I am kind of unmotivated. I don't really want to get my hopes up about any particular plan because I'm one of those people that, you know, once my hopes are up, I really come down hard if uh, if anything is taken away from me. I don't want to have to replan a wedding or postpone it again. So for me, I think I would rather just wait. And that means like totally putting you know, the wedding and wedding planning on the back burner. Not to say I'm not going to be thinking about it, but I really just don't want to make any active plans, reach out to anybody, book anything until I know what we're doing. And it's, it's hard. It's a hard position to be in, you know, especially when you are engaged, people are always asking you, oh, what are your wedding plans? What are you thinking? What about colors and food and guests and venue and seasons and dresses and suits? And it's just, (laughs) it's a lot. So it's very hard to put a pause on that. Um, And also to find something else to sort of be excited about, because the whole point, I guess, of being engaged is planning that wedding, right, is getting ready to get married. So it is difficult to be in that position and not really, (laughs) not really know where to go and not really want to go, Um, because there's definitely a part of me that says, hey, let's just wait until vaccines are out and everyone is vaccinated, you know, we're all 100% safe. And even though, you know, we're hearing encouraging news about vaccines coming out end of this year, early next year, who knows how long it's going to take to roll out those vaccines. Um, And I I assume that people, uh, sorry, like governments won't be lifting restrictions until those vaccines are pretty well rolled out and a large majority of the population is protected. So, you know, that could be waiting until mid next year, end of next year, maybe 2022, maybe even longer, right? We don't know. So part of me kind of wants to wait and just, okay, let's just make it so that everyone's safe. COVID's not even a concern. And then another part of me says, no, you know, F that, let's just elope. We'll get two guests, you know, we'll get our our two closest people and we'll just do the thing because I don't want to be engaged for one, two, three years in this limbo position of planning a wedding and sort of putting the rest of our life on hold. And, you know, if COVID has taught us anything, it's that really, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. So don't I want to just be married to my person? Isn't that the whole point? (laughs) So I sort of waffle between those two two things. And literally on any given day, my answer will be different. So again, I'm coming to you from a very uninspired place. And I hope that that is okay. And that you (laughs) allow me to just be in my feels a little bit here. And I do appreciate you sort of, you know, being in this with me. As for my sort of final words of wisdom, I'll wrap this one up a little bit uh, quicker than some of our other episodes. I don't think I have much advice, um, but I just want you to know that if you are feeling down or unmotivated or sad or angry or hurt or whatever about your wedding planning right now, I feel you. I am here for you. I completely know what you're going through. My, I guess, advice, if you want to call it that, is to find your people, whether that's other people who are planning a wedding, who can sort of commiserate with you and relate to what you're going through, or just people in your life who can give you what you need, whether that's somebody who can listen to you vent, who can help you problem solve, or someone who can totally take your mind off the wedding, right? Maybe you have a friend who's able to just cheer you up and make you laugh and not even think about wedding planning for a little while, and that's what you need. Try to find other things in your life 
that will make you happy, things to get excited about. I know for me, I really love travel and I love reading and I love baking. So I'm really trying to throw, I mean, travel not so much these days, but I'm really trying to throw myself into those other hobbies and activities and get excited about those things because getting excited about a wedding that may or may not happen is a little disheartening for me at the moment. Know that you will get through this. You will look back on this whole wedding planning journey, whatever wedding it is you end up having. You'll look back on it in, you know, five years, 10 years, and you will laugh. And this will be such a moment in time. You'll be able to tell this story for the rest of your life of how you planned a wedding during a pandemic and all these different hoops that you had to jump through. And it didn't matter because at the end of the day, you know, you got to get married to your person. And that's really the whole point of all of this, right? All of this wedding planning and wed stress and all that stuff is is marriage. That really is the most important part. And at the end of the day, if you get to marry your person, whether it's next week or three years from now in the big wedding, in the small wedding, with masks, without masks, whatever it is, if you do get to marry your person, that's the whole point. And you did it. You had a successful wedding. You got married. But in the meantime, it is totally okay to feel your feelings. Whatever your feelings are about this, don't let anyone um, make you feel like you don't deserve to be in your sadness, anger, guilt, depression, whatever it is that you're feeling right now, it is totally okay to be there. Your feelings are valid. And know that, you know, there are people out there, whether they're in your, you know, IRL, real life people, your spouse to be, your family, your friends, or people online, that there are people out there for you who can listen to you vent, uh, be a shoulder to cry on, give you the love, whatever it is that you need. And we will all get through this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being here for me and being the person that I get to vent to. If you want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and review. Subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And please tell a friend about the podcast. And remember, it's okay if your wedding is not your number one priority all the time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.